morning. It might be worth grabbing a notebook or something just to, to take some notes. Whether you use Word or Pages on your computer, you could open that up. Chris has been trying to persuade me to move on to um, get a Mac or something. I'm, I'm very much a Word man, a PC man. I love my laptop. Um, I'm halfway there with my phone and my iPad, but um, not quite all the way into the apostolic world yet. <laughs> hey, didn't. Anyway. <laughs> But yeah, Chris is trying very hard to persuade me. So while, um, Blair, please do grab something to take some notes, grab a journal, whatever you use to, to write down. I'm going to be asking you some questions this morning. And you're going to be hearing that from us more and more over the coming weeks, just about engaging with what we're doing. It's an opportunity to take away what, we're, what we say on a, on a Sunday and just go back to God about it and say, what are you speaking to me about? And just spend some time with him doing that. And yeah, we just want to encourage you to be doing that as we speak, um, as we um, unpack what, what he's saying for you. Now, this week, I've been asking God what he wants me to talk about, and that's what I tend to do. I wait for a, a spark, an idea, a bit of inspiration, a Bible verse, whatever that looks like to come. And God chose three o'clock in the morning, one morning this week, to give that to me, which um, I was very appreciative of. But I'd woken up because it was quite um, stuffy and um, it was a bit hot, so got up, opened the window, and then when I came, got back into bed again, um, I think Vic, my wife, kind of rolled over next to me, like, what are you doing, whatever, yep, fine. But I just had two lines of a song come into my head, and I couldn't remember the rest of the song, but it was, Whom then shall I fear? Whom then shall I fear? Just going round and round and round in my head. And normally if that happens, it's probably because I've heard the song earlier on in the day, or... Um, or potentially, God's trying to speak to me through that. And I've heard, um, I think someone, one of my friends, Herbie and Nick, talk about actually, maybe God's trying to speak to you if you get an earworm in your head or a song stuck in your head. And that, those two lines were going around. I could, for the life of me, not remember what song it was from. So I was just lying there with these two lines going around in my head. And then I felt God say to me, like, not in an audible voice, but just in my head, that's how I tend to hear God say, Go back to your Ignite talk. And I was like, okay. Like, for those of you who don't know, Ignite is a style of presentation that we do in the public speaking course that I'd done three years earlier. And I kind of semi-remembered what that was about. And I was like, okay, fine. But this, the words kept going around my head. Eventually, I drifted off, drifted off, kind of singing in my head, whom then shall I fear? Which was quite a good way to go back to sleep again, to be honest. But yeah. But then I went back and I got on my PC, on my laptop, went back and found the, the talk that I'd written for the Ignite, for my, uh, the public speaking course, which is something that Rob runs and it's amazing. And when we're all back together again, I definitely recommend you get, you get stuck into that and get involved. It's really helped me and there's no way I wouldn't be up here now talking to you without the input from, from Rob and the confidence that that course gave me. But as I opened up the transcript from that course, from that, from that talk I did, these questions were the things that I'd opened with on that talk. What if we lived with no fear in or of this world? What could your life look like if you lived without fear? And what opportunities would that open up for you? Wow. <laughs> Those were massive questions. And along with the the words of that song, Whom Then Shall I Fear, which, by the way, is a Matt, Matt Redman song called You Never Let Go. It's um, based on Psalm 23, amongst others as well. 
But those are massive questions to be asking, especially at the moment. Before I go any further, I just want to pray for us that we'd hear what, what God is saying through what I've got to say through, through the Bible and just that he would magnify that this morning. So wherever you are, I just encourage you to put your hand on your heart, maybe if you want to, and just let's just stop a minute and breathe and wait. And I'm just going to pray. Father, thank you that you're, you're with us. Thank you that you're, you're here right now. And would you take the words I'm going to say this morning, would you take, take those and just magnify the things that are of you for people right now? That they'd be able to grasp hold of the, the things that are causing them to, to fear and give them to you. Pray for your inspiration and your, your revelation, your way of doing things, your kingdom to just be so apparent and available to people this morning. Yeah, would you just break through? Would people see a shift or a change right now in their life circumstances? Because your presence is with them, Father. Thank you that you're with us. and Thank you that you're here right now. We love you, Father. Thank you. Amen. So fear is such a massive thing. It's something that affects us all in one way or another. It can hold us back. It can paralyze us can stop us moving into the things, the, the next exciting adventures that God has for us, or taking on a new challenge or learning a new skill. So this morning, I've slightly reworded those questions that I opened the Ignite Talk with. And these might be questions that are worth writing down. And maybe you can, if you want to write the answers, if you know them now, that's great, but go back and go to God about them. But I want to ask you, what are you fearing at the moment? What do you do with that fear? And what would your life look like without that fear in it? I managed to find a recent survey from YouGov with the most common phobias in the UK. There were 10 that were listed as the top 10 phobias for people in the UK. I'm going to give you the top three. Heights were named as the Britain's biggest fear and the most common phobia that people reported, with nearly a quarter of the population reportedly being very afraid of being up high, while a further 35% were a little afraid. That's called acrophobia. The second in that was public speaking, which is glossophobia. And the third was a phobia of snakes, which I'm not going to try and pronounce the word, I don't think. But then flying, spiders, crowds, clowns, enclosed spaces, mice and rats in the dark made up the top ten as well. And whilst it was really interesting reading those stats, and I in no way want to underplay the effects of phobias on, on people's life and the fear of snakes or, um, or spiders or the dark or anything like that, because they are things that I'm fully aware people have quite crippling fears of. I wonder how much those are the fears that we're willing to admit. But there are other things that we're scared of that maybe aren't mentioned so publicly. Are you fearful about what other people think of you? Are you scared about not being able to provide for your family? Are you scared of being wrong? Are you scared of coronavirus? 
Are you scared of becoming unwell? Of your children going back to school? Are you fearful of a recession? Or are you even become, have you even become fearful of going to a supermarket at the moment? These fears are all completely, completely understandable. But as that's why my second question was in there. What do you do with those fears and with that fear? I know in my own life I've had times when fear has caused me real problems. I got into a situation at work. I used to work in the social care sector. I may have told you this story before, but I ended up making a mistake with someone I was looking after's housing benefit claim, which caused them to get into a bit of financial difficulty. I was completely responsible for that mistake. But fear took hold of me, paralyzing me from doing anything about it. In fact, I ended up trying to cover it up, trying to hide it. And all I can say is I was so worried about what people would do when they found out, what people would think of me, whether I'd even be allowed to work in the social care sector again. It was actually quite a straightforward mistake that could have been resolved by a single phone call. But fear froze me and made me move backwards even. Just wasn't able to, to act properly. And actually the consequences ended up being quite, quite severe for me. I'll spare you all the gory details. But um, I ended up leaving that place of work under a bit of a cloud. Um, all because I hadn't just taken one single step because of the fear that was in front of me. Or the perceived, the perceived reaction of people around me and admitting up to my mistakes. Jesus himself experienced fear as well in some form. There's um, an account where he's in the Garden of Gethsemane just before he's going to be crucified. And he stays up all night praying and it says in the, in, in the account in the Gospels, the stories about his life, that he even sweats blood. There's so much fear and anguish. And he asks the Father to take, the, take that responsibility away from him. But I think you can see quite a clear difference if you know what happened next with Jesus for, for, what, um, for the way I dealt with my fear and the way Jesus dealt with his. Jesus went to God he said, take this away from me, but he carried on when he knew that, that what he had to do in the situation in response to the fear he was experiencing. Unlike me, who just tried to sweep it under a carpet, just get on with it, just hide, just plow on, keep calm and carry on, that kind of thing. And as I let the fear of the consequences of my actions affect me and paralyze me, Jesus carried on with what God had called him to do, despite the fear he was feeling. So if you've written down any, any fears that, in answer to the questions, what can you do with those fears? Now, as Chris spoke about last week, and this has almost ended up being a bit of a follow-on from that, as Chris spoke about God's perfect love and that God is love. And he quoted last week from a, from a letter in the New Testament in the second half of the Bible called 1 John. And I'm going to read that to you now. It's from the chapter four in there. And it says this. Moreover, we have seen with our own eyes and can testify to the truth 
that Father God has sent his Son to be the Saviour of the world. Those who give thanks that Jesus is the Son of God live in God, and God lives in them. We've come into an intimate experience with God's love, and we trust in the love that he has for us. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God, and God lives through them. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us so that we may fearlessly face the day of judgment because all that Jesus now is, so, we, so are we in this world. Love never brings fear, for fear is always related to punishment. But love's perfection drives the fear of punishment far from our hearts. Whoever walks constantly afraid of punishment has not reached love's perfection. Our love for others is our grateful response to the love God first demonstrated for us. Now you may have heard the, the verse that before, the, the people that pick out of that, which is perfect love casts out all fear. You may have even seen it on like a gif or an image with rainbows or mountains in the background on Facebook. But what does that actually mean? What does that look like for us right now here today? That perfect love casts out all fear. Well, if you look at the word perfect, um, it's actually teleos in Greek. And that's a, a love that's been perfected. It's not just a one-off thing. It's something that God has worked up towards. It's a, God has created this perfect love by sending his son Jesus, as it's previously explained in the verses. It's as good as it can be. It's as, it's as perfect as it can be and has reached the limit of its perfection. And it's the perfection of God's love for us. That love that we can engage with and a love that lives in us through Jesus. That says that the fears that paralyze us, that hold us back, that, we, that we're, the things that we are worried about and we hold on to, that they can do one. Because God's love is so much bigger than that, so much better than that, so much stronger than that. And that's why we can sing the words. If we know him and we love him, we can sing the words, whom then shall I fear? Because of the love of the Father, the Father showed you and the fact that that all-encompassing love lives within you. You don't need to fear where your next pay slip is coming from. You don't need to fear what other people think of you. You don't need to fear the next step in your life. You are beautifully made and are made perfect and whole, including all of your fears through Jesus. There are promises about God helping us with our fear all the way through the Bible. If you were here, I'd give you a handout or something. There's so many of them. But if you want them, then please email me and I will send them through. It says in the Old Testament, be strong, do not fear, your God will come. He will come with divine retribution and he will come to save you. In the book of Joshua in the Old Testament, it says to be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. In the Psalms, which are a series of poems and songs to and about God, it says even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil for you are with me. 
Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. In another psalm, it says, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. In another psalm, it says, when anxiety was great within me, your consolation brought me joy. In Psalm 27, it says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And I can go on. God's got this fear thing covered. He's all over it. We need to keep connected into him. Be strong in the knowledge of his love for us. And keep going back to that, I would say, daily. Take your fears to him. How do we do that, though? What does that even look like? I think we need to just keep reminding ourselves of how much we are loved and his love for us. In the book of Romans, which is a, a letter written by, by a guy called Paul who went and planted a church and he, he wrote letters to different communities and different churches. He wrote one to the, the church in, in Rome and he said this, I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor heights, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Jesus Christ. Nothing can separate you from that love if you've given your yes to him and you trust him and you know him. Even our fears don't separate us from him. That love, that perfect, perfected love is still there. So that's what we need to do. We need to turn to him when we feel fearful, when we need to take courage, when we need to step into what he's calling us to next. We need to take the opportunities to just stop, to breathe, and to focus on a father who loves us dearly. And I so wish I'd done that though, all those years ago. He brings all things to, to good, but when I was in that workplace, if I'd have just stopped, taken my fears to him, trusted him in that moment, I think it all would have turned out completely differently. We have opportunities to do that. We, there, are, there are apps out there that help you just kind of focus in on God and his love for you. We have our encounter sessions here every, essentially every fortnight on a Monday evening. And you can, wherever you go, now you can go out for walks more often and more exercise. Why not use that time just to take your fears to him? Everything you're feeling, everything you're experiencing, you can take and you can leave with him. It's as, almost as simple as that. So what are you fearing at the moment? What do you do with that fear? And what could your life look like without it? Just in, in, your, in your journals as you're writing things down right now, what is your... I just want you to write down, what is your dream? What, what are you aiming for? What are you called to do? Whatever that looks like for you. Again, you don't have to do it right now, but go away and ask God if that's a question you can't answer now. And then ask God to show you how you get to that without the fear that you're experiencing at the moment holding you back. If you give your fears to him, what possibilities and opportunities does that open up for you? 
I think fear can go do one. If we truly know who we are, our identity and who our heavenly father is, why should we hold on to our fears and not just give them to him? He loves it when we come and spend time with him. So let's live our lives reflecting the freedom that comes with that. I'm completely not yet there yet myself and I'm fully aware that fear sometimes paralyzes me and stops me as well. But I know that I can take them to a father that loves me as a son unconditionally and dearly and I can't be separated from that love. I look forward to exploring and growing in my world and in my life what giving my fears to him look like and the freedom that comes as a result of that. And that's all he wants, that's all he, he asks for today is for us just to turn to him and give him our fears, the things that are holding us back. So I want to give you opportunity to do that right now. If you don't know Jesus, have never said your yes to him or don't know the Father God or who I'm talking about when I say that, then he wants to speak to you. He wants to show you who he is this morning. I think some of you right now in your, yeah, I think where you are right now, Jesus is speaking to you. I think he's showing you the fears and he's just saying, give them to me. Even if you don't know him, that's the voice, that's that gut feeling inside you. And I just want to pray for you right now. If you don't know him and you want to know him more and better and know this love that I've been talking about, this love that casts out all fear. And I want to pray for you right now. Father God, thank you that you love us dearly, that we are your sons and daughters and you call us to be in relationship with you. That like a father, you wrap your arms around us and you say, it's all going to be okay. It's going to be good. I'm, I'm here. I'm with you. I'm for you. And for all those people at home right now that, that have fears, would you show them how loved they are? That they can come to you and give them to you. Would you ease that burden off their shoulders, take that weight of them, clear the fog from their eyes so that they can see clearly who you are and they can step boldly into the dreams that you have for them? And take courage as they do that. So if you've said anything for the first time that you want to experience that for the first time or know Jesus and said you're yes to him, then please come over to ashfordvineyard.online.church um, and we'd love to pray for you. We'd love to, to chat with you about that and, and help you to, to work through that. So, and maybe so you can have a socially distanced walk with someone to chat through what that looks like. And just as I finish as well, I think in this fear, as I was preparing for this talk this morning, there are people at home right now who have, had, have been in abusive situations in their past. And it's that that's fueling the fear that you live with day by day now. And I think God wants to break off the effect that that abusive past is happening. I think he wants you to know that that's forgotten, that, that that's... That, not, that you don't have to walk with that. You don't have to hold on to that. You can walk towards him without fear and without any repercussion and just knowing that he is a father who loves you dearly.
And if that's you, I just encourage you to come over to Church Online as well. The link will be in the comments. Thanks for listening to our podcast today, and we hope you enjoyed it. For more information, visit ashfordvineyard.org or maybe drop into something if you're nearby. In the meantime, have a great week and know just how loved you are.